Hi, you're listening to A Wellbeing and I'm Katie Jane. Thank you so much for listening in today. It's so great to have you here. I'm having a really important and compassionate conversation um, with my friend Lou. She's been on the podcast recently talking about um, cooking with Mojo with Lou and I brought her back again because during these times of uncertainty and challenges with the, the virus that we're all facing all around the world um, and depending where you're listening in and in Australia, that's where both Lou and I are. Um, we wanted to have a conversation together today um, about healthy food, about things that we're both doing to keep ourselves healthy and well during this time. Um, some suggestions of things, um, of ways to shop in these really difficult times, the ways that we might be stocking up in wise and sensible ways for our well-being. And yeah, just a really in the moment conversation between two friends. Um, but also Lou is a cook and she's got so many wonderful recipes on her website. She's put out a, a new kit or cookbook, which is called the Corono Virus. Oh, Lou will tell you, but it's the Corono Kitchen Kit or something. <laughs> That's so relevant for these times. But anyway, you'll find a link to that and it's full of so many helpful things right now. And for those of you who might just be listening into this episode, I really want to um, have this conversation with Lou from my own <laughs> from my own perspective to offer some support as what I do with my clients and conversations with others as a wellness practitioner, as a naturopath, a nutritionist, a counsellor, a holistic psychologist, a health coach, and a life coach. And um, I'm yeah, really, really wanting to support clients with all aspects of health and well-being through these times, especially right now. Thanks for being here again, Lou. Oh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> I love it that you can't remember the name of the virus, by the way, the Corona <laughs> Kitchen Kit. <laughs> maybe I just didn't or want maybe... to say it. I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing the name of it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, well, that's the wrong the... name, isn't it? It should be COVID-19. Kitchen it is COVID-19. <laughs> so can you just clearly say the name of your resource right now to start with? The Corona Kitchen Kit. Great. So people can go to that and I'll put the details of that at the end or in the show. What do you call it? The show notes of this podcast. Yeah. Now, just before we start, I just want to remind listeners as you're listening in, please let go of the need for this to be perfect because these conversations are very natural in the flow, they're unedited and the internet all around the world right now, as all of us know, is playing up and down. So if the sound and audio is going in and out, I just encourage you to just go with that <laughs> and know that uh, we will come back to your ears in the right way in a moment. <laughs> So, Lou, let's start with a question that's on my heart and I thought I'd ask you first. Um, what are you doing 
personally in these times right now for shopping and for stocking up? Great question. <laughs> it's the question yeah. on everybody's lips. It is. Um, yeah, I think even the the change of the scenery in a week in the shops was quite um, eye-opening for me. I guess I hadn't been watching the news and um, I think it was last Thursday I tried to go to the shops early morning because I had, oh, it must have been Wednesday because I had Pilates on and I wanted to get in there and get back and I was picking up stuff for a neighbour as well. And... Um, it Sydney, uh, Lou's in Sydney, I should just interrupt Sydney. to say, for anyone listening in. Yeah. And I'm North in Victoria. Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. And it was absolute mayhem. And this was a small, like a smaller grocer, not, not a supermarket. Um, they focus on fresh veggies more than they do on their pantry, pantry section. Uh, but it was mayhem and the, the shelves were bare and, you know, there were big signs up, two limit of two per um, tomato tins and two per passata and all of that. But what I noticed walking in there was that the veggie section was just abundant and fresh yes. and looking amazing and delicious. Yeah. So that has been my focus. So I guess for me, I always try and keep my pantry quite stocked. The weeks before, we've been travelling up and down the coast from Sydney to the Gold Coast. So I actually picked up 16 kilos of tomatoes. So I'd just been experimenting yes. with making passata, bottling my own tomatoes, and then I also use my dehydrator to preserve some as well. So and you're I well also have mushrooms. Up. Yeah, you're well stocked Our pantry up. is well stocked, and that's partially yeah. because... I always want it to be and partially because I'd just done all of that traveling and also from finishing a catering business. I mean, the amount of spices I have alone is ridiculous just because I can't, for two people, can't, I can't get through them like I used to for hundreds per week. So yeah. it's a mix of a few things, but what I've been focusing on really is the fresh veggies. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Fresh veggies. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really important for all of us to remember that um, what is going to keep us healthy and well, not only with this virus, but um, colds and flu season, just, just our whole immune systems, what is vitamins and minerals and fresh fruit and vegetables um, that are in season right now or wherever you're going to do your shopping, fresh fruit and vegetables we can never go wrong with those things. So it's been really interesting to me. Um, we are stocking, we've been stocking up and, you know, people who've been hoarding a lot of things. It's a lot of, yeah, you know, as we were talking about before, a lot of pasta people are stocking up on, a lot of rice, a lot of all these kind of bases of things. Um, but actually we can create... A lot of, um, I think it's all, for me, it's been all about simplifying how I even cook and what I even, how I even cook as well. And just, well, just cooking with vegetables, basic, basic stir fries of vegetables and then just adding other things to it. Um, yeah. I felt quite yeah. positive by the fact that there are still so many 
vegetables around at the moment. Maybe not the all the ones that we're hoping for them that for there to be or that there usually are, but they are still in abundance because um, people are buying quite a lot of frozen things as well. Um, and yeah, I don't know what you feel about that, but um, I know that I personally, what I've been doing and then what I've been doing is, I'll just be honest, that I've been in isolation the last week, so I haven't been able to do my own shopping. I've had someone else do it for me. And I've been writing down a list of things that I would normally have. And I wanted to touch a little bit on this today in a conversation with you as well, Lou, because um, I live with a health condition, which means that I, and I also have celiac, so I'm very strictly gluten-free. And I have all kinds of food things that I love to attend to just to keep my own health and wellness at the best I can. So I really want to keep eating anti-inflammatory foods. I really want to be eating as many fresh fruits and vegetables as I possibly can. I really want to be mindful of the protein that I can have as a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. Um, you know, as well as being really um, changing a mindset within myself as a wellness practitioner and in supporting other people in this time as well is that we must find ways to be creative and flexible with these things as well. And for me, that's meant really simplifying things for myself. So um, I added to a list yesterday of some different herbs and spices, which has helped a lot to sort of just add more flavour, just to some stir fries and things like that. Yes. Um, you know, like I'm taking all those advice, those things from you. And, you know, as a nutritionist and a naturopath, you know, herbs and spices are actually really, you know, they add a lot of goodness for us as well. Um, but my message to myself has been, because everything has been low, is to simplify things to simplify things, um, but to really be very mindful about, well, what is going to, what's going to be really healthy for me right now? What's a food choice that's going to be really healthy? Um, yeah. Did you have something that you wanted to add from that? I want to know what anti-inflammatory foods you're talking about when you say that. Oh, we see normally I would be really quite firm with myself and even in terms of vegetables, I would really not I'll have a lot of nightshade vegetables, for instance. So flexibility for me has been that those nightshade vegetables are actually in abundance right now, more so than a lot of other vegetables, which is... So I've actually just had to really sort of toss up in my own mind. Well, there's a lot of nutrients in these, in eggplant, in red capsicum, in zucchini, in, you know, in these you know, beautiful vegetables that are available in tomatoes. Um, and I have to be flexible with that. So I'm actually taking on board very simple recipes that I've been using, but using less of those ingredients, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think that we just have to think about what's going to be really healthy for our own bodies. We know what's right for our bodies, but at the same time, we have to be flexible with what's available right now as well. Because otherwise we're just getting into this complete fear-mongering cycle of, oh, I have all these things that I can't eat now and so I can't purchase anything and that's not helpful at all. So I just wanted to share that for anyone who's listening in with a health condition or um, 
yeah I think creativity is really important and if you're yeah if you're struggling with that please do reach out to have a conversation about that yeah the words that keep coming up for me since the beginning have been self-sustainability yeah I love that and it seems to keep on coming back in in different in different ways and you know, it's bigger than the, the food shortage right now. Um, you know, people are losing their jobs and all that type of stuff. But I've just been trying to, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm 29 weeks pregnant. So soon I have to go to hospital yeah. or make a decision about that. And yeah. I guess for me, that's a bit of a worry because is there, if something, if it goes wrong, not that I'm planning for that to happen, um, I'm doing a lot of research on how I want this to go, but is there a bed for me? Like if I have to need an emergency, that's a big question. Yeah, that's a big absolutely. question just for me. So I've been coming back to what I can control in this situation. And for me, it's been all around making sure I get fresh air every day and I get out into nature. So we've been going early on early walks to try and avoid the crowds because we do live in a, a quite a built-up area and in an yep. apartment block. So we um, live in similar environments but in different cities, yeah. don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that I control. And the other thing that I can control is what food I'm putting in my body. Yes. Absolutely. And what I choose to eat. So while I say that and I may have just made some chocolate chip cookies <laughs> with, with sugar um but <laughs> it's all about balance it's all about balance well it is yeah it is right um yeah. but the one thing that I can control is what I'm putting into my body and for me cooking is like such a pinnacle point of self-sustainability so when you find yourself in a situation like this um it's it's easier to deal with and you know you have spices going on and all of those beautiful flavors which do add instant flavor without needing to they do um, yeah try really hard yeah and, and also it's so, so freeing yeah. there's a beautiful thing as well that this you know this is asking us all to you know, to embrace simple living in such an extreme way, but very, very simple living. And um, I was just sitting eating because I'm in isolation and it can be quite, you know, lonely, but I'm sort of really trying to um, eat my food in a really mindful way, like approach this whole experience and ongoing in a really mindful and, and intentional and calm way that I absolutely believe in with all my being with everything anyway but this time where I can't I can go out onto my little deck for fresh air and I've been breathing in that into my lungs every day but I can't go out for a walk at the moment um, so it's been a real change for me in that respect but um, really being I've just noticed within myself all the ways that I've been able to even embrace all of those small things you know, and to just take in that air and go, oh, I'm so grateful for this air. <laughs> so grateful for just being outside and for just being mindfully able to take this in. Um, and I'm grateful for, for the food that I did have 
delivered to me yesterday. And yes, it wasn't everything that I was able to, to have just to stock up that I normally would have, um, you know, from the health, from the healthy section of the supermarket, you know, all, some of those things aren't available, some of those, but what is available and what was delivered? Well, how can I be making really simple dishes from that? And from the herbs and spices that I was able to get, how can I add those things in for health, but also just to keep things simple. And as I was sitting and eating my food in a really mindful way, I was actually just thinking about, I'm appreciating the taste of this so much. <laughs> I can really That's taste beautiful. the lemon. I can really taste the, you know, the, the, the mixed herbs that I added into that. I can really taste the flavour of the red capsicum in this, you know, just really, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we can keep ourselves uplifted through things, including the foods that we eat, even if we're cooking something and feeling like, oh, this is a bit bland and boring. Well, instead of seeing it like that as bland and boring, start maybe seeing it as, you know, I'm choosing really healthy foods that are nourishing and nurturing my cells and my whole body right now. Um, I'm going to let myself sink into those feelings instead as I'm, as I'm eating these things because I know that it's a lot more healthy than another family might be having that's just pasta and, you know, no vegetables on top or something else, you know? Absolutely. And I don't know if this is a well-known saying, but I think creativity comes from our constraints. If it is, quote that person right here. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that an awesome saying? Did I just make Ooh. it up? I don't know. It might be a loo. I hope it's a loo saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to Google it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Go Google it. I just feel I'm the type of person that if my options are limited or I feel backed into the wall, that's when I get the most creative in times. And I see this as an opportunity now for everyone to really get in the kitchen and cook. And while I love it that the cafes are still open and you can order takeaway and do that type of stuff, I've personally, I don't know how long we're going to go. Like how long are we no. going to be in this situation? It'll yeah. be a record. You know, I am also seeing how lucky I am to have all these options, to have the availability of fresh food just on demand like that 24-7 and to be able to go outside and walk outside and yeah. You know, there's, I think there's a lot here. We've just had so much taken away from us, but within that is still this um, opportunity for us to learn and to appreciate the simple things in life that actually matter. So does yeah. rushing around all day, scrolling on your phone in any spare minute, which makes you feel completely, um, me in particular, drained and exhausted and, you know, I've taken my break and used it to fill my brain with even more social media stuff does that ever serve me when I get home at the end of the day and I feel so tired but wired and I don't want to cook it yeah. never does and right now we've had that busyness while there's I know that there's busyness within a home um you know probably no one was working at home and now people have two people working from home and they've got kids there so everyone's under the one and roof it's, it's really testing on on families and relationships and everything so i think you know, absolutely but there's but, still an opportunity to 
I see this, you've got two choices, right, in the food department. Whine and complain that you don't have what you normally have or that you can't go out to get your Indian takeaway or you can't do whatever, you can't get the tomatoes so your spaghetti bolognese idea is ruined or take the opportunity to actually learn from this. This could be the most wonderful cooking experiment ever if we all got over our shit in the kitchen and just got on with it. And all I'll say is how much I burn stuff or how much I serve up a bland meal that Pete and I have to just laugh over because it's just funny. But in those moments when I'm laughing, I immediately realise what I've done wrong and the lesson is learnt like that. And I know for next time, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. Maybe I won't try and cook a soup while the beef bones are still in there because how am I going to get the beef bones out? You know, there's all these things we never have time really to reflect because we go straight into the, oh, there it is again. I've just proved to myself that I'm such a terrible cook instead of actually taking the lesson for what it is and yeah. putting it, you know, in notching our apron and knowing that for next time. Yeah. I think it's really important as well to remember that at this time of every year before we're going into winter, a lot of people are already, um, you know, it's not just this year with this virus. For our whole immune systems going into winter, a lot of people who are really caring about their health and wellness and, you know, aware that this is very much just a general flu sort of season coming on anyway, are doing things, you know, this, this really in some ways doesn't have to be any different. I know that it's different in terms of... Um, things not being available and stocking up, et cetera, et cetera. But something that I've always done every year that's actually no different now is I have soups frozen in my freezer now. And that's something that at this time of year, I usually do think about anyway, making soups, very simple soups. Um, As a vegetarian, I just have got all these veggies, tuck them in and, and make some really simple soups. And I do have those in the freezer. So that's actually something that's no different, but that's something that people can do. Um, and there are all kinds of different slow cooking things that people can do, aren't there, Lou, that, could they, that can be frozen as well? Absolutely. So whether you're at home, just a single person, or you're there with a partner, or you have kids at home as well, a slow cooker really takes five minutes to prep and put on and it doesn't need to be a lot. You could keep the base the same and it could be whatever you have going on. So onion, garlic, dried herbs, if you've got them, carrots, celery, even cabbage in a slow cooker is delicious. It adds so much flavor. So does corn, so does tomato. And, and then cabbage need... is very available right now too. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just need potentially some meat so right now in my slow cooker is a chunk of um, oyster blade steak or it could be chicken bones or maybe you soak some bolotti beans or chickpeas um, overnight and then you've thrown those in and then you have a soup and then you just need water and you have a soup and the longer you leave that the better it's going to taste but you can get that ready in five minutes in the morning and by 6 7 p.m whenever you'd like to eat your soup is ready or stew or whatever you're going to call it 
it's ready to go. I think that is so, you know, it's very easy and it's really, I think, um, important for everyone to have a think about things that they can, if they're not already, to think about these kinds of foods that they can cook in advance and put in their freezer and to still, to still know that you can have such healthy ingredients in doing it, those things. Yeah. Yeah. So a few things that I've been buying um, in particular, um, I got some longer storage vegetables. So I got sweet potato, potato pumpkin. Yeah. Um, I'm including mushrooms in that, but they're not really that longer storage now that I think about it. I found that mushrooms actually can last for two weeks in my fridge if I'm storing them properly, if I'm really, yeah. yeah, that's an important thing to say if you're storing yeah. them properly, which yeah. I have a little video that I've done that I haven't shared yet, which is how I, you know, bring home the shop and get it ready for preparing it to go in the fridge. So it doesn't just get go from my shopping bag into the fridge as a process that I do. It doesn't take yes. long. Yeah. Um, and includes clearing out what's in there so you know what you've got going on before you just shove new food on the top and you forget about the veggies from the other week but there's no real reason that your vegetables can't last two weeks yeah absolutely no reason a reason that vegetables do go off is if you don't clear out the other ones as well because sitting if you put a fresh piece of of fruit or vegetable next to an older piece of fruit or vegetable the fresh piece of fruit and vegetable gets older quicker it's just what happens yeah, so that's yeah. And I got given some beautiful bags. I mean, people may not be able to do this now. They might be able to. But um, from some friends of mine, they sent me some beautiful um, organic bags and I use those in my fridge and they're awesome. They're really wonderful. They're cotton. I think they're cotton-based, aren't they? I can't remember now. I have to go and look, but I'm so used to them now. But the process, that will be awesome when you share that video, Lou, because um, – I, I do a similar thing. I mean, I wash them all really carefully now as well um, and think that's a really important thing for everyone to know that you must bring your fruit and veggies home and wash them in, um, you know, in a little bit of detergent or, you know, fresh soap or whatever you have to use, whatever you use. Um, I use just a little bit of lemon juice to wash my fruit and veggies in. I don't know what you do, Lou. Do you wash your have in? You- well, I was going to ask you. So, are you just starting that now, or is that you? Know, I've been doing that now? for a long time. I used right. to get this um, this fruit and veggie wash. That's an organic. Um, I don't. I got it from my organic store, but they're not they're not open now. So, um, so I'm just making my own, and I'm just really just soaking. So I'm just doing a basin of of water and I'm putting everything in there and just washing it all and then I'm rinsing it individually under the tap and in the basin sorry I'm putting a tiny tiny bit of a an organic very very safe um, washing detergent that I think is completely okay and as long as I rinse them off individually then I know the residue of that's gone as well yeah um, so that's something that people could purchase, can have a look for and purchase still. Um, lemon juice is a great natural cleaner as well. Um, if you yeah. have essential, if people are essential oil users, then they can use a lemon-based essential oil, can be a natural cleaner as well if you want to do that. Um, but I think that's important. And then to leave them out to dry, I do that. Um, I'd love to know your tips of what you do, Lou. 
um, but to leave them yeah. out to dry. And then I, I wrap some of mine in paper, in paper towel, some of them, and others I wrap in these special bags that I've been given that I feel so grateful for. Um, and I am finding that the fruit and the veggies that I am purchasing, they are keeping for up to 10 days, if not 14 days. And that How doesn't mean that? that they're not perfect. It doesn't mean that by 10 days, I'm not having a carrot that desperately, desperately needs to be eaten by now. But there's still some nutrients left in that. And when you cook it up in something, then, you know, it's still there to be used. It's no food wastage. Um, and yeah, so I really am finding that, that now's the time to really be actually learning about how to do these things and to keep food for longer. And so that we're, you know, living in such a simple and minimalistic way, but in a way that's helping our whole planet as well. Hmm. Absolutely. So I've been, I've, I just kind of make it up. <laughs> but I use white vinegar. So half a cup. Oh, I forgot about vinegar, of course. I've yes. been used up to a cup sometimes, but probably half a cup. I do about four to five tablespoons of bicarb soda. Yep. And I have done a little bit of detergent as well. Yep. Uh, like a natural one. Yeah. Um, and That's probably similar drops, to the one I've got. Yeah. Yeah. A few drops of lemon essential oil. And yesterday I also put some tea tree in there. Okay. So oh, tea tree is cool. not meant to be um, edible. No, it's not. I, I, I will say will that as a naturopath, it's not. So please <laughs> rinse that off very carefully. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say though, once when I was a little girl, I did drink a whole bottle of tea tree oil. <laughs> oh, goodness me. And you're still alive. <laughs> I'm still here. Probably not recommended though. But I just do, I think I did one to two drops of that, which is plenty. And then, yeah, I'm rinsing everything off and then it all goes on tea towels on the bench. Yes, same. And it gets pat yep. down because everything needs to be dry, especially your leafy greens. If you leave them wet, then they will go off. Yep. Um, and then they get beautifully layered in the yep. fridge with... I put the leafy greens on the bottom, but then I also on one side, but then I have the other side of the crisper for heavy things. So if I have a pumpkin, cut pumpkin or something, cabbage, they're on the bottom and then everything else is just scattered on top. Yeah. And it's a lucky dip. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I love that you've, that we, um, I feel like I'm, I'm doing it the right way now that I've heard it from you as well. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing it the right way now I've heard it from you. <laughs> oh, Lou. That'd be great if you share that video. That's a really helpful thing because, you know, all these things that you and I might do every day and think are simple, there are a lot of people who don't do these things every day and, and haven't thought of how to do these things. I was even talking to my mum about this this morning and she was like, oh, yeah, I could be doing this in a much better way. So I think it's really valuable for us to remember that, um, that yeah, that just everything that, that we do and we think is just normal as part of things that we do in our days, it's not normal for everyone. So I'm, I often have to remind myself that, oh, that's going to be really boring to talk about that to someone. That's going to be really, that's just some. And then someone will remind me and say, but Katie, no, you're a nutritionist and you're a, and a health coach and a naturopath and 
people aren't doing things like you've been doing it. So you need to be no, talking more. So, yeah. I think um, we often overlook all the simple things and yeah. this goes for a recipe um, as well. I think the most important step of a recipe that is missing from 98% of them online is the step towards the end that involves tasting your food and yeah. the question that goes with that of how does this taste to you? And yeah. I think that that is such a simple but empowering question that is left out of everything because the cook person, whoever they are, cooks it up and then immediately blames themselves for the recipe not working for them instead of having that question at the end, which is taste your food before you serve it and then what can you do next, which there's plenty of things that are already in your pantry. You don't need to go buy anything new, probably yeah. not. It could be as simple as oil, salt, lemon, pepper. Yeah. That's it. But that that's so simple as well. Yeah. But I just think it's, um, yeah, I guess what you know, you know, right? <laughs> absolutely. And we forget that, I think, so much. Now is absolutely the time to be learning to cook, that's for sure. <laughs> and absolutely. so I absolutely encourage anyone listening in, if you have a really... Um, feeling challenged by these times with foods and cooking to please reach out to Lou and to myself, either both of us, either or, because um, I know that both of us are only too happy to share all of our suggestions. And we might think that things that we do in our everyday life are, are mundane and boring, but I'm becoming aware that this is important to share as well. So yeah, please don't feel that you're alone or that you have to feel overwhelmed about cooking things right now because there are some solutions. And I also feel that, um, you know, I want to support, I don't, I'm not a takeaway person anyway, so I've always been cooking at home for, for so long. I'm a cook at home person. Um, but for people who do still want to use takeaway um, and to support local businesses, I really understand that concept. Absolutely, I really do. Um, but I would urge you um, to look at the healthy options too. You know, it's I know that we want to support local businesses, but um, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Lockdown might change that. But, um, yeah, choose, choose healthy options with takeaway foods as well. Um, one of my cafes around the corner, a local cafe, is starting some takeaway food things and they're going to start doing that in forms of healthy soups and healthy casseroles and um, really uh, slow-cooked foods. All that. And I loved that they're doing that. They're really focusing on things that are going to not only be able to um, be kept in the freezer or kept or keep for two or three nights to eat, but they're also really focusing on fresh produce and cooking with that as well. And I loved that. So beautiful. Um, yeah. I also just wanted to say to listeners, with as scary as it might feel with the vi with the virus, I'm not going to say the name of it because I'm tired of saying the name of it. Um, because it is infectious and it is contagious and all these things that we're hearing and it's very hard for us to know um, all the information coming from the States and, 
and China and Italy and now in Australia, we're getting a lot of different information. I would absolutely encourage us all to take this seriously, <laughs> as I am, um, living with a health condition and having to be very, very careful of my own immune system. I am in a high risk category, so I am taking this very seriously and I will urge everyone listening in to do the same. Um, please, and also for your own families and friends and everyone. I also would like everyone to, just as a, a, I hope is a hopeful and encouraging supportive message that every single year we have viruses and flus going around that start at this time of year. And, um, in my own mind, when I'm starting to feel fearful about things, I try and remind myself that, yes, this is different because we're all self-isolating. It's different. Um, but it's not different in the way that we can care and nurture our immune systems and our health generally. So all the ways that we can do that, we can change our mindsets into a way of, of thinking, well, I'd... I'd be doing this every year anyway. I'd be wanting to eat healthy foods and to, to nourish my immune system, to not get any virus or flu anyway. So that's a shift that I'm doing within myself and encouraging people to do just to, just to, to treat it like an, another illness that, you know, and what, what are the, the, the conscious and intentional choices that you would be making around flu season anyway, and just to be amping those up, I guess. What do you think about that, Lou? Uh, I think, well, yeah. I think absolutely yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. And up until Friday, I was still going out to buy my little, my coffee. And yeah. I've made the choice to stop it. And I don't know that I'd even go and get takeaway right now, which on one hand is I'm like, come on, Lou, you need to support. Like if everyone stops spending, then this yeah. is going to go, this has a bigger effect. But at the same time, I see this as part of the stay home thing. The stay home message is bigger than that right now yeah. and but, you know and you know the statistics are showing i mean i'm no i'm no expert so i have to i'm going to be careful with what i say here but you know people are saying more and more these days that if we flatten the curve now if we all stay home now then absolutely we're going to have a shorter time of this so which means that we could get businesses up and running much more quickly again imagine <laughs> so, that if it imagine was six that. weeks imagine compared to that. six months or longer, wouldn't that imagine be? Imagine that, you know, and the benefits of that. So I just don't, I, yeah, we all, the stay at home message is the message really. Um, and I think that there are ways that we can still support local, some local businesses that are staying open for takeaway. For instance, takeaways, I think maybe going out for a takeaway coffee, that's something that we maybe could stop doing. <laughs> it's a beautiful luxury that we love in our own lives, but, you know, I don't know, but the cafes that are offering takeaway, healthy takeaway food options, I think that there is a sensible reason for still supporting those businesses. Um, yeah. 
But at the other side, that could change tomorrow and I could change my own mind about that tomorrow too. With well, yeah, and so, it's a very yeah. uh, personal yeah. thing, isn't it? If you can't get veggies, like the situation up here, I mean, so for example, we got notified on Friday afternoon that Ausgrid was turning our power off. I don't know what the equivalent is in Melbourne, but they were turning our power off for 12 hours. And in our building... Our neighbours, everyone's just bought things and I didn't buy a lot but I'd bought some meat previously in bulk. So I had that in the freezer and I've also been filming a new course. So I've been cooking and prepping for baby already. So the first month once baby is out, we don't need to cook anything. It's all going to be in the freezer. It'll just be a reheat situation which has been really fun to do and. You're so prepared. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm. but so that aside from my own cost point of view, that I've just been investing a lot of money in groceries anyway for the future. Um, You know, neighbors have returned from overseas. They can't go out. We have a lady who's just had a brain operation, so she can't go out. Many elderly neighbors, and they wanted to turn our power off. And like with all of our stuff spoiling which I find funny. But so in that situation, what would you do if you can't go out and get, you know, you can't get an online delivery and Mm. our neighbours would be breaking the law to go out to get food. And then these other people risk potentially getting ill because they're in those categories. So I think that there is still a need for these takeaway takeaway joints or cafes you know and they're just revolutionizing their business as well there's lots of restaurants up here that have just switched to that everyone's trying to think on their feet to survive so I think it's just such a personal thing of if you can't get the the food from the shops of course we need that option open for people to go and go and buy um food and also I do understand you know if you've got screaming children at home and you're you know trying to if you're a mum or a dad (laughs) let's not just say mums let's say parents in general really and if you've got family of screaming kids and you know you're trying to manage your business and keep your own your own lives afloat um, and homeschool, gosh. You know, yeah, it really, you know, it's it would very be tough. real. You know, and people with disabilities who can't, you know, get out for themselves and I don't know, it's all very personal and I'm, I'm really coming to understand even more that um, even though we're all going through this together, we all have our own very personal lived experiences of all of this as well at the moment. Um, Absolutely. And I've been so mindful of that, having um, conversations with a lot of different people this week. I've been um, having conversations, um, offering free conversations. I'm not going to call it, I don't like the word free, complimentary. I don't know, just conversations of support for benefit with people who are feeling anxious and stressed and feeling the effects of their mental wellbeing. Um, And what's come out a lot with those conversations is um, how will I cope? You know, how will I manage? So these messages of, of how we can cope, how we can manage, what we what we are doing in our own lives that, that, that are helping us, what's supporting us in all kinds of ways, healthy eating, healthy food, all the other things that I'm, that we're all doing in our own lives, things that I'm doing in my own life to keep myself 
sane and, and calm and collected with meditations and all those kinds of things. Everything's important, you know. Um, yeah. That's I just beautiful. think it's, Absolutely. Yeah, I just think it's a really, it is a very challenging time. And um, hmm. what do you think um, for another, other pregnant women out there, what would be a couple of things that you would be saying to them right now for support? Because um, you'd be having some really, I know you're having understandably some very real feelings with your baby due in June. Um, yeah, I've experienced a range of emotions. I've been very open to Pete. I think two nights ago I watched something and so that made me worry um, yeah. a little bit. And I have found normally I would keep them in a little bit longer and let them fester and stew under the surface, which isn't good. So instead I've just been really trying to lay it out on the table as soon as I'm feeling something so I can yeah. move through it and get back to what I can control. That's um, awesome, Lou, to let it out, you know. We've often yeah. talk, we've we've spoken before about releasing <laughs> things, haven't we? <laughs> How important it is to cry. I think yes. now's the time for none of us to really, you know, to not, for all of us to really know that it's okay to let it out and to have a good cry. <laughs> yeah. At times. Yeah. And I think for birthing women at the moment, there's lots of questions about what's happening in the hospitals and who's allowed to be in the room and yeah. what that means if you do go there to a place of illness, um, you know, I guess risk for the baby as well and all that type of stuff. And then even, even for us, um, who's visiting yes. after, it's, it's, it's a yeah. lot to think about. And we've got till yeah. June, so I'm just trying to take it it's March, so we have March left, we have April left and we have May yep. left. And in that time, it could change five times by now. I know what I want, but I've really taken um, my education around birth into, into my own hands, which I, I was doing anyway, but I've stepped it up a notch. Yeah. Or a few notches. And... Yeah really just trying to, to me, it all comes back to being connected with yourself and your intuition. So I've noticed in the past few weeks, things have been popping up in my brain or I've been wanting to pause on things and I haven't quite understood why. And it's all been shown to me in the past week why these particular situations haven't been working or, or what was meant to have you know, one thing I was just couldn't get it out of my mind. And That's I now understand why. that you've said that because I've had the same experiences with things, not with pregnancy, but the same things of why, of why something hasn't, hasn't worked out or something hasn't gone ahead. And on reflection of that, I've sort of gone, well, it just all makes sense that it didn't make, it didn't go ahead in that way. You know, it's really strange how things are happening at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, pregnancy and birth is such a like deep inner journey, right? For a woman. Yes. Yeah. And I've just been trusting that whatever, whatever 
I guess my gut feeling is telling me I need to go with that. Yeah. Go with that. And I feel like that's what I'm being taught at the moment. So I don't know what's going to come up later, but that's just what it is for now. And that's what I would tell any other pregnant women as well. And for me, then it all comes back to good food and walking, doing my exercises, doing my little trainings that I'm doing for, um, the kind of birth that we're, we're going for and doing my Pilates, doing my pelvic floor, you know. And also a a really beautiful message for other pregnant women is, you know, like Lou has done, she's, she's prepared with foods in, in the freezer. They're all kind of ready to go so that they're just there and ready to serve. So if you haven't, or if you're worried about that now, you've still got, you know, if you're due at the same sort of time that Lou's due, you've still got time to do that. And that's absolutely such a wise thing to do, isn't it? Because, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't know. Friends and family may not be able to drop off foods. We just don't know any of these things, do we? So it is a time to be prepared like that. Yeah. So I have something coming for the the pregnant mamas or the mamas out there that I've been working on only from going through this experience for myself. But... You know, I have a lot of mum clients as well. And I guess what I see, um, I see the excuses in any of my clients and in any stage. You can be single and telling me that it's not worth my time cooking because there's only one of me and it's cheaper for me to go out and get a $9 Luxa and buy one for lunch and get another one for dinner and take it home than it is to cook myself a meal. And then there's people with partners who tell me, well, I'm the woman. Why do I have to cook? He never cooks. I'll be in at my desk and he'll just wander in and ask me what's for dinner. So I resist as well because of X, Y, Z. And then there'll be the married couple who are both very successful and have full-time jobs and their excuses. Well, I work full-time and so I don't have time to cook. And then you get to the pregnant women and who may be feeling yuck, you know, if they have bad morning sickness or something. And then you go through all those excuses and then you get into family life and motherhood. And I think a lot of women can look back and go, oh, my gosh, I had so much free time then. I could have learned all of these skills and this knowledge that I needed to apply it to now when it really matters when I have, like a six month old that's been crying all day and they're sick and whatever's going on in your life. And I just, it's, there's always an excuse not to do the things that are going to help us the most. Oh, I'm glad that you've got something coming for pregnant mums too. I think that will be awesome. I, um, yeah. I really feel for you in these times as well um, because there's, you know, there's not only the uncertainty of of what's going on now but there's the uncertainty of yourself, you know, with birth and it's a really big thing. So, yeah, I feel for all all pregnant women right now and you, as you know, but, you know, I'm always on the other end of the phone for you <laughs> to talk to if you ever oh, need thank me. thank you. But I do think it's really... Um, you know, with mental, with all of the feelings that we're feeling and mental well-being, um, 
to know that all the feelings and emotions that you're feeling are really valid and to just let it out, to not hold things inside, to let it out, to release it as it comes um, is a really important and healthy thing to do. <laughs> Knowing absolutely. that it's absolutely normal for, for you and not just pregnant women, but for anyone right now to be feeling whatever they're feeling at any time um, and to talk about it with someone, to feel like you don't have to hold it inside and to feel like you can talk about it with someone um, and to release it. <laughs> Find ways that we can release things. Yeah. So I'm going to do another podcast episode on this now. Um, it's just made me think about oh, it. Oh, great. I yeah. can't wait to listen. <laughs> and um, I'm creating a little resource at the moment, which is um, just some general ways because I've been in isolation and even to an, more of an extent than a lot of people have been over the last week because I haven't been allowed out at all because I've been in contact with someone with the virus. So um, I'm going to create a little resource which is things that I have found supportive for myself over this time, just general ways to remain calm and supportive within myself to share for people who, who just want a little extra help. So I'm going to do that as well. Um, and yeah, all we can do is to show up in all the beautiful ways that we can, in all the ways that we know that we can support, um, you know, I have to remind myself that as a wellness practitioner and as with all the hats that I, I put on that, um, I might think that things are, are easy to do in my life or that things that I'm doing just a natural, I've been doing it for years because of, of my own health condition, my own life and just wanting to be healthy. But I forget that a lot of people in the general public just don't see that as, as an easy, as easy things to do. So um, I think that's why it's even more important to, to have someone like you, Lou, who has created a lot of beautiful free resources on your site. There are so many recipes on your website to share. Um, that can be used in creative ways too with what's available too, um, substituting different things that you've said in your recipes with different vegetables as well. I've done that with some of your recipes. I've, I've taken them and being a vegetarian, I've, I've taken some of your recipes and substituted different things in there and, you know, but still right. you know, they're, so, they're so relevant just to go to for ideas and then to think of ways, well, how can I be creative with this recipe for me? I've used some of your recipes, just to be honest, in that way. Well, uh, that's what a recipe is. A recipe is only ever one person's interpretation of something. And I think that we should get off the fact that it's a set of rules and it's a process and this is exactly how it needs to go. And maybe think of it more as a creative brainstorm of a particular way to create something in particular. And the yeah. this is. I have hundreds of recipes on my website and there's so and those many foundations, resources. Yeah, the foundations and of your recipes are awesome though. I mean, it's, it's so great to have the foundation of that and then to know that you can creatively play around with it, really. Yeah, yeah. but you know what, Katie, like you, you grew up in Victoria. Yeah. I grew up in New South Wales. Um, you have parents from somewhere. I have parents from somewhere else. What we grew up eating would be two completely different things. 
and our life experiences are two completely different things. And I think a lot of the time as a person, we forget that we have so much food knowledge built up in our experience just from being alive for however many years or decades we've been alive for. And that is all sitting in the back of your brain or your heart or wherever, just percolating away. So when you pick up a recipe by Lunch Lady Lou and it's for a roasted pumpkin soup and you see that she, I don't know why I'm speaking about myself in the third person, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> and she's only included roasted pumpkin and onion and garlic and water, which is yeah. what a roasted pumpkin soup is. Yeah. What, you, what the possibility of that is, is endless. It could be that the water is replaced with a tin of coconut milk and it's, then you add some, I don't know, fish sauce or vegan fish sauce or whatever it is and you make it a Thai version with some ginger and stuff or you're adding different spices like a Mexican spice mix to it and it's kind of Mexican and spicy. But there's there's so many opportunities. I think that's beautiful and I actually would like to to use that as a beautiful finish for our conversation today because you've touched on two beautiful things, I think, Lou. First of all, the creativity. And those beautiful suggestions that you've said, coconut milk or all these other things. And listeners might be able to just take that in and to have a think about ways that you can in your own, in your own lives and for your family, be creative with recipes. So go to a recipe. I highly suggest Lou's website for recipes. <laughs> She's my go-to person. Um, but you know, of course you might have other people that you go to as well, but, um, use a recipe. It's so, it's so good. What Lou said, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be set in stone and we can be creative with that. And there are all kinds of ways that you could just perhaps reflect on that right now and go, oh, okay, right. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the supermarket tomorrow as my weekly shop or what, however you're doing it. And I'm going to see, I'm going to go around and see what's available for me and go with those ideas. Um, The other thing that I think is really beautiful to touch on as an ending is what you said, Lou, about all our different experiences of growing up and our different um, food experiences and our different life experiences. But we have... You said we have everything in our brains and our hearts and but we have the resources within ourselves. We do. Absolutely. If we can sit and, you know, in times when we're feeling overwhelmed about the cooking and the food and all this, you know, and staying healthy and well um, with what's available to us, I think it's really important for us to, to remind ourselves that what is available to us is what's within ourselves. We have the resources within ourselves. We are capable human beings and we have the resources within, but we also have the resources to reach out to other people as well. And Absolutely. Now, now more than ever, there are people only too willing to be reached out to and who are also reaching out to people and putting so many beautiful things out there online at the moment too so that things are ready, readily available for people. Um, and I know I am only too happy for anyone to reach out to me at any stage and I know Lou is only 
too happy for people to send her DMs about cooking suggestions at any stage too. And she's, yeah, got some... Absolutely. Bring them on. um, I guess we should let listeners go this time. But um, I hope that... um, Lou, did you want to just say anything just to end before I close the episode? I've just realised that probably the two most, well, two things that I noticed from this conversation both come back to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So our friend and coach, Miss Haley Carr, always says yeah. your life, whatever her line is, I'm going to stuff it up now. But <laughs> She'll <laughs> listen in and laugh. <laughs> Sorry, Haley. Your, the quality of your life is made up of the kinds of questions that you are, the quality of the questions, the questions. That you yeah, ask true. yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. And I think that if people could take, um, you know, even the question of how does this taste for me? How, what do my taste buds think about yes. this? Or yes. what can I, what do I want to bring to this recipe? Because yes. you've got it all with inside you from those experiences. So that's, yes. that's my last little nugget. Yeah, Let's and I'd bring also, the empowerment back to the kitchen. Beautiful. Let's bring the empowerment back to ourselves as human beings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lou, thanks so much for joining the conversation again today. I absolutely adore you, as you know. And um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, just very, very valuable to share a conversation with you about healthy food and wellness, especially in these times. Um, Thank you. I would just like to finish the conversation here in the episode. Um, I'd like to just use the word also um, that Lou used, which was self-sustainability, which has really, yeah, left a little mark (laughs) on me today from that. I'm really feeling into self-sustainability and what that, because I think that blends into empowerment. I think it blends into we have the resources within us. Um, yeah, just blends into everything that we've been talking about today. And not only now, but when we get over these really hard and challenging times, um, self-sustainability ongoing into the future and for us all together in, um, in our communities and in the world globally <laughs> to add to sustainability. Um, And just a loving message to anyone who's listening in. Um, I want you to know that I am thinking of of us all and am with us all um, in isolation and as we all are in isolation and in our own unique, you know, we're all in this together, but I am only too too aware (laughs) um, as a a health professional but as a human being that we all are having our own unique lived experiences at this time as well and I'd really like to encourage um, everyone to know that all of your feelings and emotions are valid and to please not feel alone with anything that you you might be feeling and going through right now and please to reach out. Um, I am having conversations with a lot of people at the moment if you're feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, um, if you really would like to just really talk to someone about anything that's on your heart, then I'm only willing to be available to have a conversation with you. So please do connect with me in that way. Um, I'm starting a program 
that is Nurture and Nourish for just eight women who um, are really living with anxiety, depression, any mental health challenge, any health or chronic health condition, um, illness, chronic pain. I really understand that these times can be even more challenging for those of us who already live with a health challenge of any kind. Um, so I'm creating a supportive mentoring and group sharing space for just eight women to share a lot of different and beautiful and healthy and, and yeah, hopefully beautiful things for us all just to come together in that way. So I encourage you to connect with me more about that. Um, so thank you so much for listening into this conversation. Um, I know that you'll benefit so much from going over to Lou's website and everything that she's sharing there and all the things that she continues to share up until she gives birth to her beautiful baby. Um, and stay well, stay calm and know that we are all together and I'm sending all my love and best wishes to you all. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now.